Welcome to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, the show designed to help make middle age your prime time of life by defying the notion that once you reach 40, 50, or even 60 years old, your crowning achievements are all behind you. Regardless of whether you're just approaching 40 or are firmly entrenched in your middle years, it's time to launch your very own personal journey toward a joyful and purpose-filled second half of life. Each week, host Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, will discuss the challenges common to middle age and help guide you to a brighter tomorrow. Now, here's Roy. Well, a few years ago, there was a line from a popular country music song, Everyone, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. Well, guess what? My next guest, Al Collins, is here to explain how you and I can meet with God tour heaven, then return to life on earth, no dying required. And better yet, he tells us that we can visit heaven and return to our bodies more than once, as many times as we so desire. In fact, he has co-authored a book on this very subject titled The Way, Visit Heaven Whenever You Want, and the co-author, as listed on the book's cover, is God. And before you dismiss Al as a crazy religious fanatic, Listen in for the next few minutes, and I promise you will find that the book's conclusions make a lot of sense. And before we get into details, here's Alan Collins' bio. Since 2005, he's been president and chairman of Crown of Life Ministries, a ministry that was started way back in 1973, and he has decades of prior experience in international business and finance, along with years of experience as a spiritual warfare minister and in the U.S. and Canada and several foreign nations. And he's author of several spiritual books, including his latest, The Way, that we'll talk about in a bit. And hello, Al Collins. We're extremely blessed to have you with us here today. Well, thanks, Roy. I'm glad to be with you and uh, your audience and everyone that's listening. Uh, Yeah, I've been, uh, I've had, I've had quite a history. I, I, uh, I, I grew up. Uh, my my mom was a uh, faith healing minister, and, oh, wow. and she healed uh, uh, well many many thousands of people over over a 35 year period. So I guess I was, I guess I was uh, you know born and raised to get into this sort of thing. And when you relate that God asked you to co-author the book with Him, what does God want you uh, want you to tell us? Well. I was in heaven visiting one time, and we can get into we can get into all that later. How I how I got there and how I did all this, but uh, I was in heaven one day and I was visiting uh, God in His throne room, and and uh, He said, uh, "Well, I want you to I want you to write a book with me." And so, you know, I I've written uh, I've written a book before with Him. I'd done things before with Him, and you know, I, I was past the point where I said, "Well, who am I to?" to do this and write a book with you because uh, I know that with God you anybody can do anything. Yeah. That's true. So uh yeah, I uh I said sure, uh, you know, what do you want it to be about? And he said, "Well, I want he said I want people I had been training people to visit heaven and go into heaven and come back and and build their relationship with God and develop their destiny with God. So he said I want I want a book out that will teach people how to do what you've been doing because he said there aren't enough people 
that are doing this. And he said, this is what I want people to do. He said, I want people to come visit me now in heaven. I don't, they don't have to wait till they die. And he said, this, I want them to build a relationship with me and so I can guide them and uh, in their destiny and so they can have the best, best lives possible while they're still here on earth. Well, that's wonderful. You speak of walking with God in the Garden of Eden. And how you could have, I love this, you could have looked for an eternity into God's eyes and not seen everything. And I know it's impossible to describe the magnificence of, magnificence of God in human terms, terms we can comprehend. But please tell us, when you come face to face with God, what will we see? How will God communicate with us? What's it like? Well, uh, in the in the book... Um God lays out a lot of keys, and there's a lot of uh, training in the book. Uh, takes you through different steps. Usually, the first thing you, you you'll get to is you'll you'll hear God. Now, I don't want to say this is the steps that everybody will take. There's some people that they become Christian in a day, and the next day they're they're walking in heaven and doing things with with God right away. And usually, this is children. I found. Uh, I've trained. They don't have so many. Uh, well, they don't have any. Yeah, they don't have a lot of baggage. They don't have a lot of. They don't have a lot of uh, built-up uh, hindrances uh, against uh, God and against uh, these sorts of things. So it's a lot easier for them. Including what they've learned from some people in organized religion. Well, when you when you get into systemized religion, it, it it's it. It creates a lot of uh, problems in people's minds and, and develops a lot of mindsets that people, it's, it's very tough for them to overcome, uh, and as well as the world and society where, you know, we're taught that this is all there is and there is nothing else. So yeah. it's, it's, it can be a, a struggle for some people to get past it, especially if you're stuck in some sort of a religious system. It's very difficult to well, get past it. Do you actually see a vision of God, or what's it like? When, when well, when you're in, when you're in heaven, it's... See, we are we are a spirit inside yeah. of a body. Yeah. So it's I guess it's easy to say easier to say if, if I can describe it in terms. It's sort of like we're a flashlight, yeah. and if the flashlight is your body and you're just sitting there, uh, this book will teach you how to tap into the power, the batteries, to be able, and and how to flick the switch so that the light comes out. Yeah. And we're we're light made from our Creator. Yeah. So our spirit is light, and light travels, created light, travels uh, yeah. 186,000 miles a second. So yeah. we are creator, made of creator or light, so we can travel a lot faster than that. Really, it's it's about the speed of thought. Yeah, so you can go into heaven, you can walk around with God, you can, most of it's awareness. Most people aren't aware that they can do this. That was, yeah, that was my problem for, for a lot of years. So once you're aware of it and you get past the the wrong mindsets that this is yeah. all that there is or the religious mindsets that told you you can't see God, you can't meet God. Yeah. You know, for a long time when I was going to heaven, um, it was difficult to see God's face. It was very bright and it was very hard for me. But yeah. it just the number of times I went there, it started becoming easier for me and uh, I could I could deal with the light more you know it's it's just a I don't know if you want to call it practice or or the number of times you go there it becomes easier which it does and so then I just got to the point where now I can 
whether God was allowing me or it was easier for me, I could see, I could see, you know, God the Father's face. I could see Jesus' face, which were two different, two different things. Um, you know, looking in, into God's eyes, it's it's hard to describe. It's it's like it's like I said it's like in the book. It's it's like looking into eternity. It's like if you want to look at something, it's, it's there to see. It's there to see. You know. Yeah. Well, on your on your visits to heaven, were you able to visit with departed loved ones who have gone on before, like parents or grandparents, or even for some a spouse or a son or daughter who uh, died under tragic circumstances? Yeah, uh, you can uh, you can visit. Uh, really, you can set up uh, if you want to visit with people. You just. Uh, Say you want to visit whoever you want. Uh, I've I've visited with my my folks are both gone now, but uh, I've uh, I just uh, last year uh, uh, you know a standout story would be last year I I wanted to get together with my mom on her birthday and so we it's a it's one of the uh, stories that I tell in this book and I went and had a birthday party in heaven with my mom and my dad was there and. And Jesus was there, and uh, there was my aunts and uncles, and we had a big banquet, and my my grandparents were there, and uh, you know it was a it was a huge birthday party we had there, and and I've seen them you know before and since then. So, but uh, yeah, you can you can uh, go and walk, talk with these people. I've met with uh, uh, Adam. Adam and Eve. I've, I'd like to I've, meet with Abe Lincoln. I've met with I've met with Moses. I've met yeah. with uh, you know lots of different uh, yeah. well, people cool. from from the, the Bible. So it's hmm. yeah, they're they're all there. You know, it's uh, you just well, have what to, happens to your earthly body when you leave Earth for your visits with God? If you're in bed with your um, charming wife Rhoda and uh, you take a visit to heaven, does she notice that you're gone? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's uh, some people. It's it's different for some people uh, than others. Some people go into what's called a trance-like yeah. state. Yeah. Um, other people, like me, for instance, initially, um, I usually laid I laid down uh, in bed and then uh, you know had my eyes closed. Then I would I would uh, go in the spirit and experience all these things. Then. As time went on, God was showing me things with my eyes wide open uh, as I was moving through life. So it was I I was seeing things. I was seeing the physical realm that's in front of me. At the same time, I was seeing the spiritual realm. It was like it was like like over top. So I can see both at the same time. Like I can see angels that are in my, in this room right here uh, with me right now. And uh, I can be driving down the road, and I can be in in heaven doing things. Uh, same with my wife; she does the same thing. So, so you don't it, have an accident, wife? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's uh, God wouldn't let you have an accident. <laughs> they always talk about the, the danger of the rapture when everyone's going out of their vehicles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about the ancient way, the pathway that God wants us all to follow. You remind us from Genesis 1:26 that God created humankind in God's image, and therefore all of us are capable beyond imagination. What is it that uh, so few of us? Why is it that so few of us ever take advantage of our full range of talents and uh, communication with God? What 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 gets in the way? Well, 
religion really gets in the way. It's it's a it's a major hindrance for people. Yeah, you tell it's, us God uh, hates religion. in your book. Well, he doesn't like. See, a lot of religion is is a is a poor substitute for God. Yeah. And he doesn't he doesn't want a substitute. He doesn't want. He doesn't want a business uh, saying that they represent him. He doesn't want – I mean, there's nothing wrong with people uh, getting together and, and having social activities and these sorts of things. And no, there's nothing wrong with that. But it to uh, be with the, fellow believers. I mean, yeah, but the main, the main thrust is he wants if – you read, if you read his word, his, the main thrust is he wants to have a relationship with us. And he wants – I mean, he yeah. – he 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 made Adam and Eve to have, to have a relationship with him, and he and he wants people to he loves these he loves us and he wants us to love him back, yeah. but he gives us a free will, so yeah. he wants people to come to him willingly, and yeah. so he's waiting for people to do this, and churches which really are have grown into almost an Old Testament temple system with Old Testament priests running them. It should have never got to that again. We should have never rolled back into that again. Because what Christians should be doing with each other, mature Christians, is teaching new ones, equipping them on how to operate in the supernatural realms and how to develop their relationship with God. Well, that's the question so, that's always bugged me. What about the uh, other great world religions? On your visits to heaven, did you find any Muslims, Hindus, or Buddhists? I mean, certainly a loving God doesn't exclude a major portion of the, the world who are attuned to another religion, I wouldn't think. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Well, God, um, there's there's a chapter in the book. It's It's called The Science and God. And it talks about uh, an astrophysicist did a lot of research. He was an atheist, and he did a lot of research. He was trying to prove that God didn't exist. He was trying to prove that all of the different religions of the world were, were nonsense. So he did a study on on all the world's religions, uh, as well as the Bible. And he, he tried for 18 months to prove the Bible to be false and to be wrong. And he found that the, he, he found so much archaeological backup, he found so much mathematical backup, so much historical backup to back up everything that was being said in there that he said he it, it, it he had to come to no other conclusion. But he, he said that the Creator God is the one in this Bible and no other. Yeah. And what it says in here is the truth. Yeah. So, you know, I know a lot of people out there, like God loves everyone. Like he's yeah. created everyone. He loves everyone on this planet. And he wants everyone to come to him. Yeah. And he wants everybody to find the right way. But so many people are on the wrong way and the wrong path. It may look good. It may sound good. It may feel good, But you have to... You have to find God on the way that that He's provided for us. Yeah, the thing that's always bothered me that uh, God is love, and uh, yet uh, so few of us discover the true way. Does that mean the rest of us are uh, destined to eternal damnation? And surely, if there's actually a hell, uh, that souls can never, um, or do most people eventually get to heaven? Or how does that work? I, I just can't believe that. God would write off a major portion of humanity and uh, condemn them to uh, to eternal damnation. Right. Well, reading His Word, He 
he gave us his son, Jesus. Yeah. And he said, here's my son, and Jesus said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah, that's... To, and the only, the only way you're going to get to heaven and get to the Father is through me. So uh, this is the way Father has set it up. I know there's people out there that that want to think that they've been good all their lives, they've they've done good deeds, they've they've been a good person, a nice person, and you know don't they get to go to heaven too? I all I can say is you know here's what God's word says, here's what He says. Uh, he says you got to come through Jesus if if. Yeah. If everybody said, well, it doesn't matter what you do, how you live your life, what standards you have, uh, what religion you follow, if eventually, even if you died and you didn't know this way, eventually you get to heaven, then then God sent Jesus here for really what reason? You know, <laughs> no, that's very true. There's, there's no reason at all. The only, the only thing he, you can say is God works in eternal ways that we can't really understand. Of course. I mean, I, I'm not pervy to, you know, his knowledge and his wisdom. So, well, let, let's get down to where the rubber meets the road. I want to visit God in heaven today, and I consider myself a faithful believer, but I can't even begin to visualize taking that journey that you described. I know God, you and uh, you and God together have written a book on the subject, but uh, can you give me a hint on how do you get started with, uh, you know, when you determine you'd like to go to heaven and come back? How do you how do you how do you do that? Well, the big start right now is you and everyone who's listening has been made aware that they can do this. A lot of people, yeah. if you're unaware of something that's over there, you're, you're not even going to look for it. Well, so now, now you're aware of it. And I've had a lot of people tell me that they weren't aware of this at all. And they could immediately go in the spirit and do things right away. Yeah. So I'm not saying, you know, that's for everybody. It will happen with everybody. But awareness really is a big key. Also, another big key to be aware of is God says in his word who we are. So who we are is he says that we're a royal priest. He says that we're a saint. Yeah. He says that we're we're lords. He says that we're joint heirs with Christ. Yeah. So once you get that in your mind, that this is who you are, that that God has made you, each one of us, so important once you've accepted Jesus as your savior you you move calling. into this new place yeah, you become you a child of God yourself God with so many of us as you point out imagine God in our own image <laughs> right and there's i mean people people out there they've developed their own lifestyles their own standards yeah. their own belief systems and really they they've become their own god yeah. So that's not going to get you to what God has planned for each one of us. God wants to have a relationship with you. I mean, there is no relationship like having a relationship with God. No, there's no relationship on earth that you that equals to what He gives you and what He what He can show you in a moment. Yeah, it's just, just it, it's beyond me. It. It's beyond me even speaking about it. Yeah. But the getting that awareness. I mean, there's so many keys and training regimen, let's say, in the book to go through. You have to spend time with God. I mean, you know, the same as developing a relationship on earth. Um, You walk up to someone and you meet them. Uh, I mean, it takes time to build that relationship with each other. So you've got to spend time at it, and you've got to, um, let's say, get rid of uh, things that you're doing in your life that are hindering you from having this relationship with God. 
Well, so can you goes, give us some insight into how your own life and the lives of others have changed following that personal visitation with God and his angels? What? How does your life change? How does my life change? Well, how has your life changed since you came back from that experience or those experiences? Well, it's... it's um, Life is, let's say, stress-free. It's peaceful. It's. I mean, a lot of people say, "Well, you know, what's what's a treasure?" You know, I, I treasure peace. I treasure uh, where He has me uh, moving in my life, because I, rather than bumping around into different places and hoping I'm making the right choices and making the life right life choices. I can get together with God and walk with God, and it doesn't take very long before He'll say, like, you know, here's where you're, here's where you're going, and this is good, and you're on the right path, and 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 all that. When you're walking with God, a lot of people think God is very harsh and very, uh, you know, like you, you, they get this wrong impression of God. He's he's, ex- he's extremely he's extremely loving and caring. There's just really no one who can encourage you and uplift you like having you know walking along with God and sitting with him in his throne room or walking with him in a garden or you know all it just there's just really no no way to say this is how my life is is better it's hard to put it down in words you know where you're going you know what you're doing you know you're on the right path you just do a quick talk with him and check with him and see where it is and and he'll point things out to you and bring things to your mind. And he'll say, "Yeah, this is you know, do do this or talk with this person. This is great." And you just get this confidence that, you know, I know a lot of people out there are hurting and they have a lot of trauma and pain in their life and suffer a lot. He doesn't want any of that for anyone. You can't, you, you know. Uh, he wants all that to be gone, and you can people can get rid of all this. People can get instant healings. People, I mean, I've taught people all over the world have gotten back to me and said that their insanity has gone away. That they've been able to walk and haven't been able to walk before. Um, you know, it's just uh, you know, so many things can happen. You just uh, it, it, everybody has something different in their life that they like to deal with. Well, where best he's, he's the guy that knows. Where best can listeners go to preview and purchase your book, The Way, Visit Heaven Whenever You Want? Where is the best place to do that? Uh, well, it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all these different, I mean, it's being sold different places all over the world. You can go to our website, which is wayoftheeagle.org, and uh, there's links there. It describes uh, what's in the book's uh, a little bit yeah, more. That's a wonderful sure. website, wayoftheeagle.org. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, in conclusion, I'm certainly, I don't need to tell those of you at middle age how easy it is to get bogged down in the pressures, challenges, and disappointments of daily living, losing sight of our true purpose, and neglecting connections with the divine everywhere around us and within. And when was the last time you took out time out? to reflect upon the fact that you and every other human being were created in the exact image of God and that you have an inheritance waiting for you, and it's just up to you to uh, take that inheritance. And just about every expert on human behavior tells us we're more effective when we take time out from our mundane daily routine for periods of rest and relaxation 
and how about a getaway unlike any you've ever made before. And my guest, Al Collins, with God's advice and guidance, invites you on a round-trip journey to heaven, including a personal face-to-face visitation with our Creator. And uh, skeptical or not, how can you walk away from this opportunity? And I highly recommend you preview and purchase God and Al Collins' latest book, The Way, Visit Heaven Whenever You Want. And just imagine how your life could change for the better and how it would benefit both you uh, and your loved ones, close friends, co-workers, even strangers, if you established a genuine face-to-face relationship with God and could visit and consult with Him whenever you so desired. And uh, guess what? This relationship with God will be infinitely more beneficial than we can even imagine. I can't imagine what it would be like in the presence of God. And thank you so much, Al Collins, for serving as God's spokesperson in reintroducing us to the way. Well, thank you very much for having me, uh, Roy. I I look forward to seeing you and other people uh, in heaven visiting with each other. I visited with other people that I've taught in heaven and uh, even when we're on other sides of the planet so it's very interesting it's it's there's no adventure like it and you definitely will not be disappointed in any way i mean we didn't even get into describing the sights of heaven no that's true best of success to god and to you on the sale of your new book and bye for now for all of you uh, to all of you from middle age can be your best age Well, that was a most inspirational discussion, wasn't it, with Al Collins? I don't know if you've ever (laughs) traveled to heaven like him, but it certainly would be inspiring to do so. (laughs) And while we're on the religious theme, which we are on today, I'd like to ask, uh, discuss one of the major challenges that so many Christians and perhaps members of other great religions ponder as well. And that question is, will I be born again? In a sudden flash of inspiration, Hollywood style, will you suddenly discover God's will and your own will for the rest of your life and how you're going to get there with a clear vision of that? This born-again renewal would be instantaneous and permanent. Like me, I'm certain you've encountered devout Christians who can identify the precise date, hour, and minute when they were, quote, saved from their sinful, purposeless existence. So how about you and me? Should we anticipate a sudden surge of enlightenment uh, rushing over us like the cool breeze on a hot summer day? Can we honestly predict that our lives will forever be transformed in a heartbeat? Based, uh, with, or based on my personal observation, <laughs> my answer is a highly equivocal yes and no. <laughs> on first impulse, my answer is yes, because on Sunday afternoon, January 24, 1999, tears of joy filled my middle-aged eyes as I awakened from a 30-year sleepwalk through life, ready to launch a midlife adventure out of the clear blue with God's uh, vision and assistance, I felt like a totally new uh, new person. That very afternoon, I envisioned writing a book, having my own radio program, and presenting motivational seminars uh, all across North America. And for the first time in years, I fell soundly asleep that evening, eagerly anticipating the days, months, and years to come. I hadn't been that inspired ever before, I don't think, in my life. But 
upon further reflection, my answer also is a definite no, because when I awoke Monday morning, January 25th, 1999, the very next morning, I recognized that a multitude of practical and emotional issues remained to be resolved. First of all, I needed to earn a living to support my family, and ahead lay the daunting challenges of altering long-established thought and behavior patterns and of selling my spouse and family on this radically altered plans for the future. <laughs> was I going to quit my job? How was I going to transform uh, to this new uh, avocation or vocation that I envisioned. I had a number of practical and financial issues to resolve as well, and to remain focused upon my ambitious goals, I would need to fend off persistent lapses into self-doubt and fear of failure. Don't we all have those? And as a word of caution, you and I must never forget that enlightenment is only a tenuous first step to permanent midlife transformation. You may be born again, but you can easily die again quickly if you don't uh, uh, reinforce that transformation. And still to come are the challenges, challenges of converting inspiration into action and of convincing others uh, that you have changed. Obviously, you need to uh, show that you really are a different person. Never permit a short-term emotional high or a spiritual burst of inspiration to overwhelm sound judgment. That's the next big challenge I have for you. Uh, you'll need to complete exhaustive pre-launch preparation before you rush off in a new and untested direction. That's for sure. Perhaps your natural instincts and God's instruction even uh, tell you to boldly launch a new career or a radically altered lifestyle, but before you plunge in, I urge you to prepare a comprehensive multi-phase transition plan, and should you have the option to stay, I strongly encourage you to remain in your present vocation as long as possible until actual launch of your new venture, career, or lifestyle, because comprehensive pre-launch research and preparation are the only authentic tickets for entry into life's true lottery jackpot. And please don't relocate physically or emotionally until you're fully knowledgeable and totally comfortable with your intended destination. And as a preliminary stage of transition, it's always best to design a series of small retraceable action steps that will permit you to test the waters. And should any of your trials fail, you may be able to hold on to your essential vision of a new future, while at the same time you alter certain specifics. You know, if you experience the secular or religious version of born again, uh, I encourage you to go off by yourself at the earliest opportunity to spend several hours in quiet, undisturbed meditation and contemplation. And as the next step, apply pen to paper and record those visionary insights. Uh, don't wait around uh, to plan out every aspect of your pending transition, uh, but begin to behave emotionally as though you have just won the lottery, because if you've truly been born again, you have won life's lottery. Attempt to imagine every aspect of your new life in a stress-free environment 
Envision your unlimited potential for personal growth and fulfillment and share vocational insights with loved ones and ask for their counsel. And, of course, you're always praying all along uh, because you need help from above. And in truth, once you awaken the mind to the world of infinite possibilities and you make that spiritual connection, you will uncover the prize for far more valuable than any lottery jackpot, even that billion uh, six lottery that supposedly somebody won in South Carolina. And as a final word of caution, please remind yourself continually that there is no need to take immediate precipitous action. Today marks the beginning of the rest of your life, and with laser-like focused upon intended outcome, reawaken curiosity a new or reaffirmed spiritual connection, and a rejuvenated appetite for adventure, it's all but certain that you will uncover a wealth of new opportunities, and you need not plunge headfirst into the very first alternative lifestyle or vocational pursuit that comes to mind. Now, you know, a common problem with instantaneous revivals, uh, born-again experiences, is the potential for backsliding. We all know that. All too often the glow of renewal fades quickly under the harsh glare of reality. And though, although rare individuals do accomplish complete and lasting transformation through a single burst of inspiration, most of us must return time and again to fight off the same old emotional demons. We all know that. Anyone's instantaneous born-again awakening will not produce sustainable long-term results unless followed up by persistent visualization, uh, emotional and insightful planning, and uh, continuous repetition, conscious self-discipline, and routine monitoring and reinforcement from God and prayer, uh, family, and friends. How will you know for certain that you uh, that your born again experience is, is for real and not just a fleeting uh, fleeting um, uh, vision? Well, you'll gain insight daily as you monitor personal reactions to life's myriad challenges, won't you? Large and small. You know, your first significant task could be anything like the following: your first truly bad day at work. A fight with your boss, uh, your first major family conflict, the first serious health or financial uh, challenge that confronts you or a loved one, the first time you come in contact with a naysayer at work or the gossips down the street, or even your first major traffic jam, your first IRS audit. Those are never any fun, are they? Or any one of hundreds of other irritating challenges that are thrown at all of us every single day. You know, realistically, you and I will discover that we have still have work to do more than a few times since January 1999 when I reawakened uh, to my new way of thought and life. Uh, lifestyle, I fail to uh, behave as a transformed, consistently positive individual, and to this day, negative impulses continue to cross my mind from time to time, and on occasion, self-doubt creeps back in. I still encounter occasional disagreements with loved ones, business associates, and casual acquaintances, 
and I don't always keep my cool, and I'll admit I still become highly irritated when traffic backs up on dear old Interstate 80. The only appropriate uh, antidotes for temporary lapses in inspiration are prayer, persistent visualization, monitoring from trusting, uh, trusted advisors. I should say mentoring from trusted advisors. You should always have a personal, quote, board of directors, people you can count on uh, to give you sound advice, and a steady diet of self-reinforcement. Remind yourself daily that you are in the midst of positively transforming your life. And what more important mission do you have than that other than to help others along the way? And ask those others to inform you in no no uncertain terms whenever they observe a lapse back into uh, that negative speech and behavior patterns, the person that you used to be. Well, how about this possibility? What if you're not born again? You know, many devout Christians and devoted followers of other world religions have never experienced an instantaneous born-again revelation. And if this includes you, please don't despair. God still loves you. God is love, and he loves all mankind, and we're all created in his image, as Al Collins mentioned earlier in the program. Just keep plugging along, seeking to communicate spiritually with a higher power, making that connection, and pulling, uh, striving confidently uh, to become the better you that you know uh, resides inside your very uh, soul and heart. It's best to picture midlife renewal, uh, that adventure, as a continually work in progress, subject to revision as often as needed to keep up with an ever-changing world of challenge and opportunity. We know, all know no one can stand still in today's uh, world. The only constant should be your unwavering confidence in an ultimately favorable outcome, a joyful, positive, sharing, and serving experience. At the end of each day, close your eyes and picture yourself as the precise person you're seeking to become. God, loved ones, and close friends, uh, ask them to routinely critique your progress and point out behavior lapses and offer helpful suggestions to guide you along. In the end, the only results that matter are a relaxed, confident demeanor and unflinching, favorable expectations for the future, however they arrive, however you arrive at that conclusion. And looking back five years from now, you'll not be concerned in the least uh, whether you can identify a precise moment in time when you were born again. The results are all that matter, aren't they? And the topic of uh, born again is covered in Chapter 15 of my book, A Midlife Challenge Wake Up, by Roy C. Richards. That's me. I trust you'll preview and consider my book both as a resource, a personal resource, an A to Z midlife roadmap to get from where you are today to where you want to be as an individual and as a joyful um, lifestyle or as a possible gift for a friend or loved one over the upcoming holiday season. It may serve as an inspiration to them. I'd be very honored if it did. And you'll find my book for sale uh, and for a preview both the written version and the Kindle form on Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com, or through my website, MiddleAgeRenewal.com. 
And now uh, I wish all of you a most happy and prosperous late autumn as you begin preparation for a joyous holiday season, which is just around the corner, isn't it? And goodbye for now from Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age. You've been listening to Middle Age Can Be Your Best Age, hosted by Roy Richards, an expert on midlife renewal and author of both A Midlife Challenge, Wake Up, and Wake Up, Captain and Crew, Restart Your Engines. You can learn more about Roy and his Middle Age Renewal Training System by visiting his website, middleagerenewal.com. 